We got a special guest today. Uh, he did something with Will Do. I don't know what. Care to explain yourself, sir? Uh, Will's snowboarding, right? That doesn't sound nearly exciting enough. That's what we're telling. He's just snowboarding? You did nothing with him? He chose to leave? Well, that's our story of where. Okay, we're sticking to that story. Will's snowboarding. Mont Tremblant. That's French. I think that means mountain. That's right. You nailed it. So, yeah, you know. Will, he's out there. He's in the world. If he's not rock climbing, he's snowboarding. And the guy just has such a life. One day, maybe I'll get there. Uh, we got some news here. A14 chip could make the iPhone 12 as powerful as the 15-inch MacBook Pro. A phone as powerful as a MacBook Pro. Now, this has kind of been the dream. This is the thing that Apple has wanted and touted. And, of course, so much of our computational behavior now takes place on mobile devices. You, didn't, you never heard those two. You didn't expect that, Kirk, computational behavior. It takes place on mobile devices, and they increasingly do, are starting to do things better than traditional computing devices, including now this, where they're saying this iPhone 12 could be more powerful than a 15-inch MacBook Pro. Now, granted, I don't know what you're doing on your phone. A little gaming here and there. A little, uh, you can edit videos. A little iMovie. More importantly... When you want to shoot a high-resolution video, like the upcoming Samsung Galaxy S20 Ultra, the rumor was that it's going to be capable of shooting 8K video. It's a lot of pixels. You need some horsepower for that. So maybe that's where this thing goes. The neural networks. The neural stuff. Processing in the background. You need it on your phone. So Apple continues to make some of the highest performing mobile chips that are out there. There's been a rumor for a while that that you're actually going to see some of these chips eventually show up in their laptops or more typical traditional computing devices because of how powerful, how much progress they're making when it comes to the mobile chips. So they're, they're apparently moving away from their current design. So the, the current chip is a, what is it, a 7 nanometer? Yeah, it's a 7 nanometer process, and they're moving to a 5 nanometer. And for the uninitiated, like ourselves here, I mean, we're not designing any chips, as far as I know, Jack. Not me. No. I mean, I just got to check, just in case. Because I know I'm not, but you got a lot of spare time. I don't know what you're up to. Yeah. Here is a quote from... Who is this? John Cross? This is a big upgrade. The 5 nanometer mode is not a half step by any stretch, but it's the next full node after 7 nanometers. This is where the show becomes sci-fi. The next full node! Where would you rather be than the next full node? If we take TSMC at its word about the improved transistor density of the 5 nanometer process, we're looking at an incredible 15 billion transistors. That's more than all but the largest high-end desktop and server CPUs and GPUs. It's huge! It's so big that I wouldn't be entirely surprised if Apple shrunk the total chip area a bit to around 85 millimeters square and around 12.5 billion transistors. 
Is that what you signed up for today? Willie Do takes a little break, and then you got to deal yeah. with something like that. Because go ahead, break it down for us. I can't. No, go ahead, please. Conversation. No, I, I see a big number there. Just put that in layman's side. terms for us. It's just things are getting powerful. And <laughs> that's my two cents. Pretty much what I'm saying. Things are definitely getting powerful. Uh, some some application for this. Apparently, you could see a uh, performance improvement for games of about fifty percent. But like I, I mean, I tried to imagine other examples in which this could be beneficial throughput on the on the video recording side and things like this. So I can't say I'm surprised. It's it's actually been kind of amazing to see what Apple's been capable of. People are always uh, saying that I'm criticizing Apple. I'm too hard or harsh on Apple. Apple's making some of the best mobile chips out there. You you consistently see these speed test numbers. They're doing some some really amazing stuff in the mobile chip department. And I'm sure that the A14 that's going to power the iPhone 12 is going to be another step in that direction. But now isn't people just going to be spending way more time on their phones than they should? Yeah, of course. Like, isn't this just making that do you have a Do you have a, uh, any other uh, suggestions for those people that are going to be doing that? Well, get outside. Like, do... You know, walk away from your phone every once in a while. But if it's this fast, thanks, and powerful, Grandpa. Yeah. Thanks, Grandpa. Read a book, knit a sweater, <laughs> a little croquet. Yeah. Uh, go bowling, why don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Sit by a fireplace. Hey, man, I don't mind. You don't have to sell me on it. I'll I'll do all those things, mm-hmm. and I'll still I'll still be using my nanometers. Yeah, I'll be on my phone. The yeah, whole time. at all at every single one of those events. nanometers Mm -hmm. nike is in the news and this is just this story is so interesting to me i mean you can tell me how you feel about it jack but apparently nike has created a shoe a super shoe a shoe that's too good what how can it be too good what are the rules i didn't even know there were rules to this i thought you could do whatever you want in the shoe remember jordan came out he had the air jordans you gotta be like mike that was gatorade Come fly with me. That was the video tape that I watched over and over again. What was the slogan? What was what did Air Jordan give you? Be like no. That's Gatorade. Uh, it's got to be the shoes. It must be the shoes. Spike Lee. Am I making things up? Oh yeah, I think that that sounds. Familiar. It's got to be the shoes. Yeah. McDonald's. They're all watching him Man, play. How big they're... of a star was Michael Jordan? You named the biggest brands that exist. He did stuff with them. Gatorade, Nike, McDonald's. What was the nothing but net? Was that McDonald's? Nothing but net. He's bouncing it off the... Hanes. He had Hanes. He still got Hanes. Yeah. Rocking Hanes since day one. You want, you want to put the ball in the basket, Jack, you start with Hanes. Mm. That's been your problem all along. It's the underwear. And the Raptors, they've been having injury problems, so think about it. Get yourself a bucket of Hanes and take your take your booty down. <laughs> Wait, a bucket? We need a whole bucket now. Then scoot your way down to the Scotia Bank Arena and say, "Give me the rock," because that's what you would say. And then security escorts. Me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then security hands you a rock square to the chin. <laughs> And they claim that you asked for it. And you're lying there in your Hanes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but Hanes. Blood dripping onto your Hanes. 
they throw me out by my hands. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't work out for no, you. No, it sounded great, but... It didn't work out for you. <laughs> anyway, Nike's got a running shoe, not a basketball shoe, that is too good. Anyone who's in a professional running game has probably heard of this thing. I don't know how many of those people there are, but you know, the marathon types, the jogger types, you see them, you see them out and about. There's this shoe called the Vaporfly, and it has been gobbling up market share amongst this running crowd because people are smashing records when they wear this shoe. All right. In in competitions that have had similar records for a long period of time, they put the vapor fly on and they crush. And it's had a it's had a massive impact on the on the Japanese shoemakers that used to dominate the running scene. Uh, manufacturers like Asics Corp, for example. They've been affected because everyone's saying, well, what's your future? You don't have this tech. Nike's got the Vaporfly. Who's going to wear your product when everyone is smashing the records in the other product? But now, the World Athletics, I guess they're just called World Athletics. They kind of govern this type of competition. They're saying, you know what? We're going to look at these Vaporfly, and we might ban them. An actual shoe so good that it could be banned. And what this all comes down to, Jack, is... A sheet of carbon fiber, which, of course, it would come down to that because it's an incredible material, carbon fiber. And it's apparently uh, bent in such a fashion and, and placed inside the sole, and it creates a bounce. And this bounce is what it propels you. You've got more energy. You're winning the race. You're breaking the record because of the vapor fly. And then the other guy, he's... he's Watching you from way back there, he's got the ASICs on. He's got the New Balance or whatever else. He's saying to himself, I can't. What am I running in this race for? I got to get this product. And I guess they can't add this carbon fiber plate to their shoes either. This is like patented. patented. I, I assume. I assume and I presume. I presume and assume that there's some reason as to why they can't immediately do it. Or maybe they're just, maybe it will just take time to figure it out. But it's brought into question this idea of where are the boundaries and limitations from an equipment perspective so that we can also think about it this way, Jack, protect the record books. Yeah. This is like in other sports, in baseball. And bats. And they, they juice the bat and juice the ball and juice the body. Yeah. Well, they definitely juice the body. Hey, man. Yeah. You said it. I didn't. Well, but now they, you got the thing with the Houston Astros with the mm -hmm. the signs and mm -hmm. and the buzz. They had they were wearing devices that buzzed them. Mm -hmm. When Altuve, that's the new report. I'm not allegedly. Mm -hmm. And Bregman and Altuve, they had devices they were wearing. Give him a little buzz. Kirk's upset. I, he he's never been as loud before. Yeah, he's just shouting over there. Big baseball guy. Anyway, that's the question: Is where do you draw the line? It, do you care about the record books? But but where do you like as like look at hockey sticks for the longest time they were wood. Yeah. Al McKinnis had the record for the hardest shot for the longest time. Guys came around, had the one piece sticks, and now all of a sudden that record is like shattered yeah. by everybody in the you league. You just had to get into the hockey, didn't you? Like a proper Canadian. It's inevitable. Yeah. No, but, you're right. But imagine ho they were like you can't have one piece sticks. Hockey Sorry. specifically has I would say it's I mean, probably the most technologically advanced sport in the sense you look at the gears and it's insane. Carbon fiber being the perfect yeah. example. That's what all so much of the equipment has carbon fiber in it now for hockey. The sticks are bending and whipping. It's, it's like a whole space age kind of thing going on. The skates are so much lighter now. 
the steel that they're using is more dense. It's, it's insane. Like Everything has changed, and because of it, the entire league has changed. But in baseball, on the other hand, they've been, you don't see composite bats. They say, nope, it's got to be wood still. Yeah. So it's up to the organization, ultimately, how much they care about the record books and want to protect it and how much they want the sport to advance. Now, here's the big piece, all right? Immediately, these, this news comes out, and you see an improvement in the stock price for companies like ASICs because all of a sudden, investors and people start to recognize, okay, maybe Nike can't continue down this path with this crazy trajectory of success for this vapor, vapor fly shoe. But then Bloomberg, rightfully, comes with a speculation saying this could be the best thing ever for the shoe. If the shoe gets banned because the shoe's too good, guess what Joe Blow's going to go buy? The illegal shoe. Right. I could go into the Foot Locker and say, where's the, where's the Nike illegal performance shoe? Because I'm about to be in the little Joe Blow marathon. Right. Whatever they run when they shut down the Don Valley Park. I think it's called the Joe Blow marathon. It, if it isn't, it, you know what? It probably exists, mm -hmm. to be quite fair. But not even that. I go running with my pals. Now, we keep track of our time, and we're competitive with it. Some people do that with the apps, mm -hmm. and they just look at, oh, you did that in that time? I'm going to compete with you. But all of a sudden, the guy's on the Vaporfly. Now, you got to have it, too. So now every casual runner is going to go pick up the illegal Nike. She could be the best thing ever for them. So it's an interesting topic. I just didn't know how strict this environment was. I didn't realize you couldn't just improve like that without causing some degree of controversy and that's exactly what we have here in the form of the Vaporfly. It's technology in an unexpected form, an unexpected place and with tremendous results by the looks of it. So, you know me being a technology fan, I just think it's cool. Wow, you can run better, faster, longer with a particular shoe. I'm all for it. But that's kind of where my I feel I'm the same with other sports. If you can get a better stick, better hockey stick, let's go. Mm -hmm. I don't sit around staring at the record books. No. I just watch the sport as it is right now. I mean, maybe I go watch some old clips for nostalgia, but I watch the sport today. I don't, you know. Even Wayne Gretzky came out, speaking of hockey, and said, look, I played at the right time to get those records. Yeah. He, he's not one of these guys came out and said, oh, these guys have so many advantages. He said, look, the game is harder now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Where do you, so where do you get these shoes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. See? All of a sudden, Jack's a runner. Yeah. Hey, he goes home, tells the wife, look at my time over here. Winner of the Joe Blow Marathon. Yeah, look at my time over here. He goes straight to the top. Boston Marathon. Yeah. Although, I don't know. Maybe you can't wear it. Boston Marathon's a real one. You would enter as a casual dude and win it. Mm -hmm. you got the, you're on the Vaporfly Max mode. You spend $1,000, and now you're beating the guys that are actually in the race, and you didn't even train. Perfect. See, that would be rude. That could be a problem. Sounds like a movie plot. Uh, we have this thing with the smart contact lens. That has been the sci-fi rumor for so long. This idea that, oh, in the future, it's in our vision. It's got all the information. Uh, Google was trying to do something with biometrics where if you were diabetic, it would give you a blood, blood sugar readout just right on the eyeball, real time, all the time. All kinds of data about yourself, plus an overlay augmented reality, Google Maps, uh, just utilitarian cyborg mode just all in a contact lens. And it hasn't happened yet, but everybody seems to believe it's only a matter of time. Of course, you've had companies attempt it and get close with glasses, but this is the ultimate format. Nobody even knows you're wearing it. 
or if they do, it's it's very subtle. It's not a thing that they're examining, and it doesn't really impact or affect your movements. It's not a thing you need to uh, think about in the same way once it's inserted, installed, and you become the cyborg. So this company, Mojo Vision, is apparently getting closer to this sci-fi future, and it will be a lens that looks something like that one. Now, granted, for the time being, they're still early stages. So there's been no massive breakthrough. The prototypes they're showing off are still glasses. They don't have the tech shrunk into the contact lens yet. But like I said, they're closer than we've been before. And the tests they're showcasing right now are things like uh, scheduling, messages, alerts, to-do lists, directions. And they even say that their software eventually will have the capability to sort of do preemptive things in the background, which is sort of the future of computing, uh, it would it would be uh, it would be smart enough to guess which notifications or alerts would be useful given another set a certain set of characteristics. Like you could imagine you're walking past a restaurant, you should try this place. You would you would love this restaurant. Uh, you're about to leave, kind of like what Google's doing in certain ways with the assistant. You're about to leave to drive home, and it says, hey, you want to take this other route? Mm -hmm. For example, that could be very useful. Things like this, preemptive computing. You seem scared about that. I just think, like, I'm just picturing, like, down the road where you're able to watch, like, a YouTube video when you're walking down the street. Yeah. Like, yeah. where does it end? Like, uh, the Black Mirror. Distraction. Black, Black Mirror. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like... People won't be satisfied just walking anymore. They have, they're going to have to have this contact lens where they can be entertained or um, like just provided with all this other information at all times. All times. Just permanent distraction. They say the goal is to have a battery that lasts about a full day and then charges up in a compact case. You're going to have to clean the lens. I'm, I, don't, I don't currently die. I, I wear the daily ones. Do you have, to, do you have the daily ones? Or what Monthly. Do you Monthly, so you're already cleaning them. Is that a big deal, or I don't clean them every day. I would say once a week I clean them, and uh, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Okay, so you'll have to clean them yourself, and the display will apparently be 0.48 millimeters in size, but promises a whopping 14,000 plus PPI pixel density. Now, the reason pixel density is so important is obviously field of view, where it sits, and your ability to discern those pixels at close range. So that's some pretty high-tech stuff. It's uh, this bionic future. It's going to happen, I'm convinced, because of that usefulness factor and, uh, and because humans continue to march towards technological advancements regardless of your apprehension, Jack. Would you use these? Yeah, of course. I'd have to. That's what we do here is we talk about this kind of stuff. What, what would but, you like, but here, I, I, I also hear you and what you're saying. I probably... I would be reluctant to permanently wear it, but I'm increasingly getting that way with my phone where I'm trying to leave it in certain places so I'm not distracted by it. You're right, this could be hard. What if your prescription's in there? Uh, okay, one of the other things that's been holding back this technology is cost. And so they actually have a plan for that, for how to get into optometrist offices and get a portion covered through insurance. Apparently, the, the early version of this is going to actually fix low light vision people who have trouble seeing at night they will actually have some mm -hmm. form of night vision 
in hopes that it, that would get covered and and people could afford to buy them that have some sort of an ailment. That would be the foot in the door, so to speak. I mean, what if I'm giving you night vision? Now you start to see, you get the, it's, wow. You could, it could, they, you could do some pretty amazing things that people, I think, they will trade their own attention span for cyborg-like existence mm-hmm. where they, they perceive it to be an advantage. Uh, now, it's important to note Google failed at doing this. They sort of gave up on their version of it, so it is hard to do. It's incredibly mini-tech, but it is happening, and I do believe it will happen, like I said, Jack, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Last up here, uh, we have a, an interesting story. I mean, something that never really crossed my mind. This is what happens when you work at Apple for five years, five plus years. This is what you get. The headline, here's what Tim Cook sends to Apple employees after five years of service. Now, I didn't, I didn't know that you got anything. Granted, when I clicked on the headline, I thought my mind was going a little bit wild as far as what it might be that you get. It turns out you get a plaque. But... Jack's not happy about it. A plaque? It's signed by Tim Cook is in it? pen. Is it? In pen. Looks like a stamp to me. <laughs> this, why Jack's, this is why Jack's on the show today for this moment right here. To let you all know, never give him a plaque. Yeah, that's the one. What point. happens, Jack, on YouTube when you get a certain number of subscribers? They send you a plaque. Mm-hmm. A plaque is pretty common for milestones. But is it something you really want? I guess some people, they put it up. I don't know. Jack. Shows up in their videos. What do I know? They're proud. Mm-hmm. They've accomplished it. He writes a little, there's a little thing written on there. Five years at Apple is a significant milestone. When you came here, you signed up to accomplish truly great things. Since then, you have brought passion, creativity. I don't know how he knows that. you just been there five years. I guess he figures you would have been fired if you weren't bringing those things five years plus. What if you were a janitor or something? Jack. You're bringing passion? Yeah, you can bring passion anywhere you want. It's true. Any, any person anywhere can bring more passion than someone else. It's true. Fair. It doesn't matter where. You have energized and inspired others through the standards you set for yourself. And you have made the kind of impact that changes people's lives. Okay, that's, this is a little much. That is significant. Thank you for all you have done and all you will do throughout your journey at Apple. This is like that you're like your your mom writes something like this to you when you graduate or I don't know you go to university or something you get a card that says something obviously this person maybe this person has a personal relationship with Tim Cook but presumably they don't and presumably people who have received this who don't have a personal relationship with Tim Cook it feels very presumptuous the way it's written that this person has done all these things creativity passion energized and inspired what if i worked there and i didn't energize and inspire yeah it's very culty to me it's like you're oh, being yeah. branded by them or something like, yeah they expect you to put this up in your house and be proud of it it's like but the thing is jack if you've been there for five years chances are you will chances are you are going to be proud of it yeah like probably... you and i haven't been there for five years no so but i'm definitely going to have to cancel the version of this that was coming your way yeah yeah it says for, for... Five five that. years at Unbox Therapy. Thanks for cleaning the toilets. So <laughs> <laughs> we, 
What yeah. a terrible milestone. Ton of passion in the toilet. Can't believe you're still here. <laughs> yeah. Have you left yet? <laughs> what can we do to convince you to get, get out of here? Yeah. No, I don't know, man. I don't know. Look, they don't have to give him anything. So that's always the way I look at it. I, I always go to that place. Mm -hmm. Is presumably the guy gets paid. He has a job. You don't need that extra piece. And I sort of felt that way about the plaques at YouTube. But, but then when you would do a video about the plaque, the audience would be very would be proud of that. They'd be say that's a big milestone, and mm -hmm. and it you would see something, yeah. PewDiePie would post a triple diamond plaque, and people are into it because they want you know, humans want to commemorate things. They want to some sort of a recognition. You know, I saw a clip getting back to sports for one quick second of a guy getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, Football Hall of Fame. It was all over the sports highlights. Uh, was it Moss, Randy Moss? I, Did was, they surprise him somewhere? No, but it wasn't Moss. It was a coach. I saw the Moss one too. It was a coach. It was just recently, and it was on the broadcast, and he starts bawling. He's mm. crying. It's, it's because only he knows to what extent. Yeah. He's been invested in this particular thing. And maybe this guy who got this particular note here, maybe it's been a struggle. Maybe it's, mm -hmm. you just don't know the whole picture. So to us as outsiders, yeah, it's easy to poke fun. But ultimately, if it's meaningful to the individual, then that's fine with me. So he posted it on Twitter. He calls it the five-year flex. Yeah, and I guess it's not like, you know, it's a small company where you can take the guy out for a couple of beers and a pizza. Which would be great, which would be better. Yeah. But it's just there's too many employees. Yeah. You can't really do that. No, you can't really do it if you're Tim Cook. No. But around here, we can do beer and pizza. Mm -hmm. Kirk might have to have a cider or something like that instead. But that's fine. We can accommodate. Or we could go to the noodle spot like we already yeah. did. We go oh. back to the noodle spot. Oh, you can eat noodles. Or we could maybe finally do the uh, Korean barbecue. You just have to hit five years, Jack. Okay. Did you hit that? I don't. It's coming close, I think. All right. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. There yeah. will be no plaques around here, but there will be pizza and beer. Sweet.